0: you for joining me for another quick hits conversation i would love to have you talk to me about what leaders can do to create an environment of inclusion who would like to start us off
1: i can happily tangent on this one all right (laughs) i'll try not to because i know we're in limited time but i will i will bullet point it um there's a few things that because i did work hr for a long time and it was actually before my autism diagnosis but i did have like several pretty gnarly mental illness um, diagnoses and early onset Parkinson's and so a lot of the things that I was asking you know at work were actually not very big requests and they were for physical health Mm -hmm. and they were things that technically were our policies anyway Mm -hmm. so I think that that's one of the biggest things is um, leaders really do need to understand that they are very responsible whether you're the manager you're the head of a department Um, head of a board, whatever it is, you are also responsible for your team. Um, For example, when I was in meetings, a lot of people that have not even just autism, although it takes us a lot of times longer to word our sentences, but also anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder, they might take a long time to get words out. out, And they'll kind of, uh, because they're, they're second guessing. And in meetings, for example, um, the person who I had replaced would just let people talk over themselves where I was like, excuse me, You know, Bobby Joe over there is still speaking. Let's let her finish her sentence. Let's all speak one at a time. Also, some people, if they felt like they weren't being heard, they would be like, I'm going to be louder, even though it's unprofessional. Hmm. And I'd be like, excuse me, indoor voices for everyone, or please leave. And if I didn't get listened to, or if they didn't respect that, then it was a write-up. And I've noticed that in a lot of work environments, there's favorites, like really obvious favorites. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. And those people can do anything. Like they could murder the boss and his dog at work and wouldn't get a write-up. And then there's other ones that get, you know, crapped on for everyone. So, and in nowhere is this a policy because that's actually against the law.
0: Hmm.
1: So following the policies that are actually in place in most places to make sure that it's not a hazardous work environment for everyone is like number one, because a lot of these places actually do have a lot of statutes in place that are just getting completely ignored. Mm. As well as the fact that um, if if we're not setting an example of like, hey, you know, you will be held accountable to your behavior no matter who you are, then that is such a hugely like, you get this weird power play dynamic and it's just this toxic, nasty work environment where it gets clicky and it's so stressful and work honestly does not get done well in that environment, like period.
0: Yeah, bosses need to be paying attention and they need to take the time and energy to pay attention to those kind of things. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think really uh, leaders can do, just like as Summer shared with her example of being a leader, is enforcing the policies with a real a real minimal tolerance i can understand that you know in the moment perhaps something was said and we can converse through it in that one moment but generally speaking it should still nonetheless be addressed and it doesn't it doesn't need to be Uh, personally directed. There are plenty of times where I've had an exec, you know, something happens in a meeting, you hear shouting voices, you hear foul language being used. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that afternoon you get an email from HR to everyone. No one is singled out, but everyone is reminded of the code of conduct, of common courtesy, of polite engagement. And even though you were not involved in that meeting per se, it reminded you, as well as kept it in the forefront of all other employees' minds that people are paying attention, you will be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that leaders can do very easily. That's something that always surprises me that it's dropped off uh, day-to-day interactions when it is something as easy, especially in today's technology. You're not calling an all-hands town hall meeting across a global organization, you're shooting out an email to remind people to be nice.
0: And do you think that being um, on Zoom and in this virtual space has helped with the interrupting? Because I find with on Zoom, you can either talk or you can hear. You can't do both.
2: Sure. Um, my personal experience with Zoom has been that it's actually made things worse mm. because un- and. I'll take that back. Better and worse. When I've seen a leader actually step up and lead and ruthlessly use that mute button of like, hey, no, you are talking over someone, then yes, it's beautiful how well Zoom can help. And Zoom has really improved certain team dynamics. In other cases, no, everybody can continue to shout. And since you're not in the same room, there is a level of removal that people absolutely take advantage of where I can just keep talking. And it doesn't matter if you heard me or not. I got to say my word.
1: Mm. Yeah, like that's been one of the big complaints I know for, um, distance learning. A lot of the, like my I have two sister-in-laws actually that are teachers and they're like, Jesus, trying to get the kids to mute at the same time. Like, ah, <laughs> so right. It depends, but also I think it kind of goes back to no matter what people are using, just making sure the leader in the atmosphere is because you can do it in any, in any atmosphere, um if the leadership is off, like no matter if you guys are on a trust building retreat or on Zoom or in a meeting or at work, um, if the leaders aren't making sure that, you know, not everyone's, that everyone is following the rules and like no one is gonna be sliding off, then it doesn't matter what format people are, if they're not, you know, rectifying these behavioral issues, they will transfer to any medium.
0: So how could, let's kind of change the, the view a little bit. Let's say that I'm someone and, I, and I, I need some help with inclusion, I need to be included a little bit better, but I don't want to be called out as that odd person or you know, different or neuro, non-typical or whatever. I don't want any of those labels. What might I be able how might I approach my boss? What could I say?
2: This sounds really hokey in a certain sense, but I've honestly, sincerely watched it work a hundred percent of the time. And it is taking the opportunity to have an offsite with your boss take them for a walk for a coffee across the street to that local Starbucks because they're on every corner Mm -hmm. Um, you know do a 430 thirsty Thursday that is very popular now but instead of doing it as a group say hey can we grab a quick zoom breakout session I just really wanted to chat with you for a second when you can phrase it in a disarming manner and the leader can be receptive to that dis- disarming manner, because it does take two to communicate, mm-hmm. then you can really create powerful change very easily without it being confrontational, without it being singled out. And in this case, Zoom does make it easier because you can send it a direct chat. You know, Susie isn't peeking around from her cubicle watching you go walk up to your boss. Oh, what do they need to talk about? About why are they walking out of the office? In this way, Zoom is very conducive because you can send a private message and say, Hey, I just need to chat with you for a quick second. But it does require both parties really being receptive.
1: Yeah. And also too, like um, I've I've had people again back when I worked to HR, especially I worked in hospitals. So it's an incredibly chaotic, incredibly loud environment with almost completely fluorescent lighting everywhere. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. a lot of them are replacing them, but Um, I had a woman that one of our employees come and speak to me and she was starting to go through menopausal symptoms. And so she was having really bad hot flashes. She was getting really bad migraines. And there were a lot of things that were in our environment that were um, affecting her. And that was actually one of the first things she said to me was like, you know, I don't want them to think I'm just some wuss who's complaining about everything. And as a leader, my first, I have to follow the law first off. (laughs) And in California, if you have someone that has a medical condition, you have to make sure that whatever they need, they get it so that they're not, um, their health isn't in jeopardy. But also I was like, okay, well, what specifically is bothering you and how can I help with it? And she came to me like on her own, but she also came to me and was like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is all I've done already to do it. And basically these are the areas I can't bend. Um, And... Now, um, this one, I'm going to try to work real sensitive because I was not a very hubristic leader, but I know many are. Mm. So leading with this, I understand that you're doing great. And I have, these are all the things I've done already. So I'm not putting more on your plate. I just, I really need this one thing. Mm. Um, and it worked well, it's worked well for me, but also that's kind (laughs) of how I would coach other employees to go talk to the more hubristic heads that I knew were a little harder to get through, like fluff the ego make sure you're not putting anything on their plate that might also harm their ego, and then then put in your request um, with also the evidence of it in a disarming way. But she was like, she did, she was the evidence, like I'm going through menopause and this, 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 and this were happening.
0: Okay. Yeah, it sounds like what we're basically saying is you have to be brave and you have to be willing to kind of do your side, do your work on your side, but then go to the boss and say, these are the things that I need. How can I help you make that happen? And I think that's always a great way to approach a boss anytime you need something is how can I help you make what I need happen? So I wanna thank you for spending this 10 minutes with me today. I think this has been really helpful. Hopefully it's been eye-opening to some leaders and it'll help some people be included and, and have a better and happier work environment. So thanks so much. Thank you, Robin.